This week's Wolfmania does it in the body shop. Hello, good evening and welcome to Wolfmania the podcast. It's sort of like Wolfmania the website, www.wolfmania.org, but it's made of sounds. I'm Andrew. And I'm Tim. And this week our episode is brought to you by the letter E. That's the uh, the most common letter in the alphabet. All right. Hey, Tim, uh, this week, our encyclopedia of everything is also brought to you by Play Canvas and their exciting new Facebook... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just doesn't come naturally to me. It's the first time I've ever had to do it. <laughs> Let, uh, we'll give it a go, another go. Hey, Tim. <laughs> hey, Tim, this week, our encyclopedia of everything... I can't even do that bit. Hey, Andrew. Hi. This week, our encyclopedia of everything is also brought to you by Play Canvas and their exciting new Facebook instant game, Master Archer. Masticator? Master Archer. What can you tell me about Master Archer? That it, it exists for a start. We've got an advert, Tim. We've got a sponsor. That's, is this real? Is this for real? This is re- it's, a, a real this, sponsor? This is not a bit... Wow. In in a, in about five or six years' time, are they going to be making a film of Master Archer, a bit like Angry Birds, the film? And can we do the voices? We can, we can do Who the are the vo- characters in Master... Master, I can't say it normally. Master Archer. It should be Master Archer. Master Archer. That doesn't work, does it? <laughs> Master Archer. Master Archer. Oh, yeah, that's good. That yeah. sounds like a sauce. Yeah, sounds yeah. like a hot sauce. Um, it seems, if you... Uh, you recall our special guest from last week, uh, Dungeon Master Dave. Oh yeah, uh, he's got some friends in high places. Okay, uh, actually, that's not. I've, I've met a few of them, and it's probably safer to say that he's got some high friends in uh, just places. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but they do like video games and you know crossbows and stuff. Who doesn't? Uh, well, that's what seems to have occurred to us over the last uh, last couple of episodes. And uh, Wolf uh, Wolfmania subscriptions are up. And we've got an actual advert. Fantastic. And it's for Master Archer. Master Archer. Mastacha. Mastachara. <laughs> it's the, it's uh, by Play Canvas, the new game on Facebook Instant. Can you tell me anything more about it? Or, um, or are yes. we not allowed to at this stage? No, You've I, got to find out for yourself. Oh, you by should down, probably do by that. Downloading. You don't have to download it. No. Wow, it just appears on your Facebook on your on your page. Uh, hold on, I've got the, I've got the instructions here. <laughs> Get out of the box then. Wow, uh, lot of bit, lots of bits. Hold on, it? here we go. Dry read. What is Master Archer? Well, this isn't. I've written this myself. <laughs> well, it's a thing where you are the Master Archer. And you, the master archer, get to shoot flaming arrows at a child's head. The child is roped to a thing, and sometimes it moves, which makes it harder. Get a top score, invite your friends, join over one million other master archers today. It's free. 
Pixar will not be making a film of that. It's free. Um, Oh, you haven't played Master Archer. I've not played Master Archer. I tell you, I'm going to be invoicing Dungeon Master Dave for the amount of man hours that have been put into <laughs> Master Archer so far. Um, uh, it's wasted about mm, 22 hours of my life. Really? So far, yeah. Okay. Addictivity, 98%, I'm Woof. saying. Uh, to play, open Facebook Messenger, select a friend. What? Hit the joypad icon. Joypad? The joypad icon? Then simply select Master Archer from the list. <laughs> Turns page. Wow. It's free! Master Archer! That's pretty exciting, wasn't it? Having an advert? Yeah, I feel as though we've. Uh, it's a real milestone for uh, the Encyclopedia of Everything. <laughs> you think we're done now? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things. Might not have been cool, but one of the things that we you know we discussed prior to this this project yeah. was you know the day we get the uh, the, the, the first sponsorship, ma- <laughs> the big master archer, <laughs> the money big in. master archer money comes in. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about it. Uh, um, anyway, if you would like to sponsor absolutely any part of the Wolfmania podcast, uh, please get in touch with us at the usual address. Naming rights are very much up for grabs. <laughs> I yep. think we're willing to change absolutely. Everything, any aspect of all this. <laughs> if you send Tim a new MacBook Pro, he will answer to anything. F- forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. This week, Andrew is brought to you by Rescue Remedy. And- <laughs> by Bucks Rescue Remedy. <laughs> and crisps. Gets three pints of it. <laughs> um, uh, Tim, I think I, I think I know the answer to this. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think the answer is probably... I've been bumping into things as I walk around playing game after game of Master Archer. Um, but what have you been up to this week? Um, last time we spoke, I think you were being turned into a boneless banquet by some uh, sort of dinosaur lizard chickens. You been back down the mine at all? Uh, a lot like touching the void. Is that the mountaineering film? That's the film? mountaineering film, yeah. I yeah. spent most of the Christmas breaks and early days of the new year crawling out of the uh, mine shaft. You thought I'd been slaughtered mm. and fallen into it, but I crawled my way back out. Uh, <clears throat> managed to get home, have a barocca, and then get back out <laughs> into the sleet to come here this evening. So that I, yeah, it's been a oh, it's been man, an ordeal. It's been an ordeal. I imagine uh, by the time that most of our listeners are, will be uh, getting this, it will be a balmy summer day. Be out there in a sarong. I couldn't even and, imagine uh, what hail felt like right flops. in your face, <laughs> point blank range. It's not the hail in my face that's been the problem. Earlier today, it's, it's been brutal. I've uh, cycled uh, across uh, London town to the uh, space station launch pad today. Oof. Absolutely brutalised by uh, rain, sleet, and snow. Um, it sounds like a covers band. Don't they? <laughs> 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 you know, the, the unlikable first version of that band. <laughs> we should call ourselves rain, sleet and snow No one's going to like it uh, Certainly didn't like it today My lord, honestly I did 25 minutes uh, across town Until I had to give up um, Chiefly because, and I apologise, we're not that kind of podcast uh, Because it was so cold and so wet I could no longer feel my penis <laughs> Which leads me to believe that at all other times you are very, very aware <laughs> Very aware Very aware of the sensations due south. Well, the, the, the sensations had turned into... There was actually a... I, I turned into some kind of full-body ice puddle. 
Oof. down there. And, you know, the sensation that really only felt like maybe I'd had a little accident. <laughs> Except, of course, I couldn't have had a little accident because that's, that's, somehow, let's say, I'd evolved. <laughs> nice. Had to, had, to, had to stop cycling. It was terrible. So the lesson here is that you're going to invest in, in a sou'wester... The lesson, kind of here is, the lesson here is Gore-Tex suit. The lesson here is stay in your house in the winter. Always the best advice. Always the best advice. Um, and uh, so, second slight embarrassment I've had uh, whilst uh, peddling through uh, through town recently. Um, the other one I had a celebrity encounter. I had a two-wheeled celebrity encounter. Not to him. again. You, I you did. Keep, keep bumping into him. Who was it this time? I, I didn't technically bump into him, although it, it, it went. I, he probably wished. We both wished that I had just bumped into him. That would have been worse. Um, but uh, the other day, I ran past, ran across uh, the path of uh, Queen guitarist Brian May. Wow! Is that not Doctor Brian May? He's or got a PhD, sir, hasn't he? Is, is I don't Brian. think he's a sir. Okay. I think he's a. I think he's got a, a PhD in astrophysics or something. And murdering badgers, or not murdering? Not badgers. Murder, well, not, that's the thing. Not murdering badgers. I was peddling past him. Yep. Um, and I should point out, uh, even though it's now uh, about thirty-five uh, degrees Celsius outside, and we're all basking in the sun, we've got our flip-flops on, we've got a margarita on the go. Um, when we recorded this, it was pitch black. It was bogging down with rain. And I had a selection of gifts that you might give the amateur cyclist for Christmas oh, uh, yeah. about my person. So uh, lots of things that might be luminous or light up or ring a ridiculous bell. I looked a bit like a Christmas tree. Um Probably going to fill in this joke next week, what I've thought. But I looked a bit like a, a, I had flashing lights. I got my helmet on. I was beeping and flashing away. Like Tron, sort of. <laughs> I looked a bit like Fat Tron. <laughs> Fat Tron. <laughs> Fat Tron was coming down there. And I spotted Brian May. And it's, it's not difficult to spot him because he looks exactly like a wizard. Or his wife, Anita Dawson. <laughs> Presumably, he sticks a helmet on. His hair when he cycles. He he was he was not cycling. He was uh, oh, I think he, he was about to be chauffeur. Oh, he wasn't somewhere. cycling. He wasn't oh, okay, cycling. Okay, that now makes more sense. I, I cycled past him and I, I saw him from quite a distance. And um, I've seen a lot of the, uh, you know, my my favourite work of his. In fact, probably the only work of his that I enjoy um, is his work in stopping the badger cull. Indeed. And as we uh, as I pedalled past him, I thought. Oh, what am I going to do? I've got to acknowledge, you know, the work of Brian May, both as an axe smith. Actually, if I'm being honest, my favourite Brian May work is the 12-inch single he recorded when he recorded the theme tune from the TV series Starfleet. Wow. Uh, after it had already been a theme tune, his kid apparently liked the animatronic cartoon Starfleet so much that he re-recorded it. The B-side being a, I believe it's got something like Jam in A, where he gets a, a lot of other guitar heroes like Eddie Van Halen round to all wow. riff on the Starfleet uh, thing. Nice. We'll not play that uh, no. today. Didn't think of stopping to tell him that. Really pleased I didn't. Only just remembered what a horrible part of my record collection <laughs> that is. 
But did want to thank him for uh, you know his work with uh, with the badges. So uh, I drove past, I rode past really, really slowly. Made sure he noticed me, dressed like a Christmas tree, and mouthed the words, "Stop the cull." I got about forty yards past when I realised. <laughs> How aggressive that must have looked! <laughs> How aggressive that must have looked! You probably, um, we probably didn't sleep that night. Well, so. I didn't know what to, I, I didn't know what to do, so I thought, "Chilling." I better go back. I better go back. So I lapped back round. I was, this was uh, outside London Bridge Station. It was, I was actually outside Red Bull Recording Studios, around the back of London Bridge Station. So I lapped back round and thought, "I've got to got to make amends." For, for shouting stop the cull at him and I don't think he understood it it looked terrible yeah, you try mouthing stop the cull at somebody <laughs> whilst, whilst moving it looks awful <laughs> so I came back had another go and all I could think of to put it right was badgers <laughs> just trying to clarify it <clears throat> uh, at him and uh, I will treasure the terrified thumbs up that I got from him until the day I die uh, yeah, it sounds as though he got the message loud and clear. <laughs> he's he's uh, certainly got the message. Uh, he's certainly got the message loud and clear. And um, I am pleased that I went back to uh, you know correct my initial, uh, the, 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 you know the, my initial uh, accosta accostation is that a word? Accostation, yeah. I'm glad that I got the chance to put right my initial mistake, the the initial thing uh, I shouted at him, and. Uh, that's something I like to do with the podcast, Tim. So I hear. Yeah, have, uh, have you been? Uh, have you uh, had a chance to uh, check back on uh, last week's uh, show at all? I have done last week's double show. Yeah, yeah, double header for the Christmas break or uh, the Easter spring break. <laughs> spring break uh, special, uh, double <laughs> spring break special. Kicking back in Cancun with uh, <laughs> some Dungeons and Dragons action. We yeah, we tried to get Cisco uh, <laughs> down. He couldn't make it. <laughs> Unfortunately, so Dungeon Master Dave. It's Cisco, who you associate with Spring Break. Spring Break. You've you never seen um, Cisco Spring Break. I've not seen Cisco Spring Break. No. I, I when I think <laughs> of Spring Break, I think of me being in Dublin, Ireland, in a small hotel in the bogging down rain. Small hotel that had a bookshelf on the corner that had about seventy-two copies. Of the book Jaws by Peter <laughs> Peter Benchley Peter Pe- Blenchley ben- Benchley Peter Benchley. Benchley's Jaws in seventy four versions of it in one bookshelf <laughs> and in the small room in the TV uh, on the TV in the small room in the TV on the small TV in the room that we had there Cisco's Spring Break was on on repeat <laughs> I don't know if it was called that but Cisco was down somewhere in Florida yeah hanging out and you know. Watching teenagers get drunk and dance, um, yeah. Whilst he threatened to unleash the dragon, sounds a little like a it was Olympics video. It was very, very dark, very, very dark time. Um, you know, the summer. I think spring break. I think, okay. I think summer. Yeah. I was yep, so the spring break lonely. special. Uh, uh, during the spring break special, um, if you, you've listened back to it, and, I have. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. I've got a couple of. Uh, Notes and corrections on it, I suppose we should uh, put uh, put out there before we move on for the uh, oh, deep breath. Notes and correction, mistakes and regrets section. We've got a jingle for that. I 
I would hope so. It's the notes and corrections, mistakes and regrets section. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's the notes and corrections, mistakes and regrets section. It's the notes and corrections, mistakes and regrets section. That was funnier than anything we just did. What? <laughs> that, that 30 seconds of chat. <laughs> what? The bit where you told me off for not doing the advert properly. Because <laughs> Dungeon Master Dave came round and he spent three hours. He must have spent longer than that preparing all that stuff. And then I just I pretended felt... that his game was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> this game's not stupid. You're William Tell. It's, it's a first-person William Tell simulator. It is a William Tell simulator. It's an arrow you up. It's free and you can play it on Facebook and you can invite your friends and it's social and it's, it's amazing. Honestly, it's all I do. Yeah, perfect. I have a personal best of 985 points. Wow. Which in the uh, small uh, group that I play it with looks like it's the best, although there is an unproven, poorly photoshopped score of <laughs> 1,115 by former Winter Olympics bass player Neil Mackay, which Oof. I cannot verify. I'm calling that... Fake news. <laughs> it's phony. It's phony. <laughs> See, we can't do topical stuff because uh, it's now about May. There, you, there probably isn't a, a Donald Trump anymore. No topicality. But we can do tropicality. <laughs> like Cisco at spring break. <laughs> spring break. See, it's easy, this, yeah. this stuff. Uh, we've just corrected what we did, I don't know, 30 seconds ago. And how much fun was that? And how much fun would it be to go back and correct some things from last week's episode? That's not a bad idea. This is the notes and correction, mistakes and regrets section. So, Tim, here we are, about to dive into the uh, notes and correction, mistakes and regrets section. I notice you haven't tried saying that yet. Uh, I'd get a little tongue-tied, I think, and uh, you'd have to get your uh, You're shy, your beeper out. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be correcting that for months. We would be. Well... I noticed uh, a couple of things uh, from last week's uh, Double Dip episode. Far away. Number one. Mm -hmm. While discussing episode one of Daily Thompson's Body Shop video, (laughs) I can't say Body Shop without (laughs) wanting to say, in the body shop, uh, which is where we do it, of course. (laughs) Uh, I might have suggested that 1970s Australian cricketer Greg Chappell may have been in some way featured. Greg Chapel. Greg Chapel. Did I say Greg Chapel? Somebody called Chapel. I thought was involved in Daily Thompson's Body Shop video. He was not. <laughs> it's not true. There was, there was no no Chapel. No cricketer. There is a cricketing Chapel. There is a cricketing Greg Chapel. Nineteen seventies Australian cricketer. Yeah. Not involved. Okay. In no way involved. Um, I'd actually I wonder what been... that vague sense of unease was that I've been feeling for the past couple of weeks. It was that, wasn't it? It's best to put it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleared that up. Yeah, it was actually actor slash screenwriter Colin Welland. Colin Welland, that makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah, he'd have been my first one. <laughs> he'd have been my first choice as well, I yeah, think. Perfect. You yeah. know Colin Welland, right? Of course you do. Uh, he's in Chariots of Fire. He wrote Chariots he wrote of Fire. He wrote it, and he's associated Where with it. Where did you pull that from, Tim? Uh, I've got a 17 page script here. You've got nothing. Where did you pull that from? That's brilliant. <laughs> I don't know. No, lots of. I wasn't right, though, was I? He wrote it. He wasn't in it. I bet. I, I think he appears in it as well. Okay. Um, he also, you probably know him best, though, as playing a vicar in the film Straw Dogs. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
versatile. Yeah, so more important, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised I failed to spot that. But more importantly, I'm surprised that I failed to spot that in episode three, which we played a little bit of uh, with Dame Edna Everidge in it. Yes. The other guest in Daily Thompson's body shop, Rick Wakeman. Oof. Wow. The late, great Rick Wakeman. Not dead. He's dead, isn't he? He's not dead. I'm thinking of Rick Parfit. He might be dead by May. Or by the time people hear this, there's the very real danger that Rick Wakeman's dead. I hope not. Should we do this bit again? No, let's leave it. <laughs> let's leave this. This is jeopardy. Yeah. Poor, and in very poor taste. <laughs> Rick Wakeman, full-time prog rocker, part-time countdown corner. Yes. Uh, raconteur. BBC's Grumpy Old Men, I believe. From, he? I believe he features in that. <laughs> exactly right. Um, he's fine. We're all fans. And if that video ever shows up on eBay, shows, if it ever shows up on eBay, rest assured, you'll be hearing about it here first. Some some corrections within the corrections there. Wow, it's uh, spiralling. It is. I have another note and correction from last week. Uh, we also took some time out to discuss dinosaurs, if you recall, Tim. We did. And... If I'm honest, not as much time talking about dinosaurs as I was expecting. Um, but I did uh, take time out to claim that my favourite Jurassic beast was uh, party dinosaur Iguanodon. Iguanodon with his thumbs up? Yeah, I, I mean, I was just showing off because di- dinosaur Dungeon Master Dave was here. And it's not my favourite dinosaur at all. Um, for the avoidance of doubt, I like Triceratops best. He's got three horns. Sting! <laughs> Someone told me once, if you don't have anything to say, don't say anything. Uh, was that person a radio broadcaster? Clearly not. <laughs> they were, very briefly. <laughs> it was a short-lived stint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, uh, any, any other I've only, I've, I, well, We only made two mistakes last week. Okay. We made two mistakes last week. I don't think we've made any this week so far. Not we've yet. corrected them as we've gone. Oh, we, we have. We're working. So it's that, everywhere. <laughs> I have uh, been working on some punchlines that perhaps I'd like to have added uh, last week. Okay. Don't call it a comeback. There's no punchlines today. <laughs> you, you, you know how it is. We should probably explain what we're doing here. When you suddenly come up with that zinger from that you should have said on that date oh. or you should have said in that job interview weeks ago, months ago, in any time during the last 28 years of my life. You sit bolt upright in bed, four o'clock in the morning on a Sunday night. Oh. It's crystal clear. Nothing ever gets sorted at four o'clock in the morning on a Sunday night True. except that punchline. And uh, we're in the fortunate position that uh, we keep doing this so we can keep trying <laughs> again and again to put it right. So um, there are three things that came up last week uh, for me. And um, long-time listeners might recall that in last week's episode, uh, Tim was busy making the party scene. I was. I was. I've uh, just about recovered. Yep. You were rocking the uh, lipstick collared Lothario look. Exactly, exactly. Suspiciously neat, that lipstick, wasn't it? it? It was indeed. And with the benefit of hindsight, um, 
what I was going to say about this was that uh, you looked a bit like uh, Michael Bublé in a Maplin's. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. okay. Okay. Well, inexplicably, um, in the last episode as well, uh, uh, we... Why are Maplin's? You know, because you wouldn't expect to see Michael Bublé in a Maplin's, would you? Not unless he was on one of the screens in there. They had, like, one of his DVDs on loop on a device. They don't usually turn their devices on. They, they're they too busy pushing those uh, the sort of flashing lights. Yeah. And uh, in, also, you know, whilst you looked incredibly cool, just looked a little bit out of your comfort zone in the... Uh, in a suit. In, in the, you know, in the... In the in a you know a sex covered suit, <laughs> a bit like you just popped in to get some of those connector things and wires for something you were building up at home, but you'd accidentally stumbled into some kind of Trump party. <laughs> Would have been funny in January, folks. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the front cover of like a Ronan Keating single from yeah, 2003. That was the look I was going for, yeah. but it's a little bit more dishevelled yeah. than that, unfortunately. Like if Ronan Keating had forgotten to go shopping for six months <laughs> and and just eaten Weetabix for every meal. <laughs> and yeah, maybe that's how, how it would have looked. Again, it looked great. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's like Michael Bublé in a Maplin's. Also, I did uh, Maplin's because it began with an M, like Michael. I was going to uh, originally uh, this, it was Michael Bublé in a boots. Is this some comedy science? I think Bublé in a boots. Bublé in a boots is funnier. I can imagine Michael Bublé in a boots though. Like Michael Bublé in a Giacomo. <laughs> no, no. Michael Bublé in a boots is all too believable though, isn't it? Michael Bublé in a Maplin's. He wouldn't be in a Maplin's. Anyway, inexplicably, in last week's episode, uh, we were talking... Do you remember, Tim, we were talking about... Oh, I told you off then, didn't I? Yeah. Do you remember, Tim? I sat, I sat up straight then. <laughs> Did you see me twitch? All that neuro-linguistic programming you've been dropping on me. Uh, are you down with NLP? Yeah, you know me. Um, yeah, last week we were talking about... For about three weeks, again, amazing radio, we've been talking about... The uh, Microsoft trebuchet font designer, Vincent oh, yeah. Conair. Vinnie Conair. That's right. Yes, the Vinnie Conair. Vincon. And obviously, uh, any discussion of Mr. Conair is uh, incomplete without mentioning uh, Nicolas Cage's brilliant turn as the Microsoft word warrior in the self-titled biopic of his life, Conair. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, thanks. That's better. That's yeah, better. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That got a bit more traction than I was yeah. expecting. That's why I put that one in the middle. Do you know why? It's because I thought of that halfway through you were saying it. I was thinking, is he going to go? He did. <laughs> and you did. Brilliant. And that made me happy. I've got some closure on that one. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll well be done. the last we speak of it. Yeah, the other one, the Maplins. You can yeah. work on that. Yeah. Clearly. That, yeah. yeah. Um, finally, in last week's Punchlines today, um, during our excursions in the the Mines of Mayhem, where was it? Where was what was it called? It was something like that, wasn't it? The Mines of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Mines of Maplin. <laughs> the Maplin Mines. <laughs> or whatever it was. Um, last week, Dungeon Master Dave suggested that uh, we go through the outhouse door. 
He did, yes. You know, and a, l- like an underrated Led Zeppelin album. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. The, yeah. the one where they were like, they were all wearing satin shirts and like really baggy trousers. Is that like, like the 80s, trousers. the 80s yeah, it's like one? 1979, 81. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The only problem with that punchline is that it's not underrated. It's completely correctly rated as terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what was it actually called again? It's called uh, In Through the Outdoor. In Through the Outdoor. That's yeah. it. In Through the Very in through good. The very good. That's better. Yeah, thank you. It doesn't really work. Broken it down. It doesn't really work. The, um, the, uh, the, yeah, well, thanks, Tim, actually. I appreciate that. I work quite hard on it. Yeah. Hardest working man in the room. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And it's not through your choice. Can't dispute that. Um, uh, The only problem with that being that I haven't really got anything for Robocop Peter Weller yet. Yeah, that's and the I know one. that's dragging on a little bit. That's the one that keeps me up at night as well. Listeners, if you would like to submit a punchline to the podcast, please, if you would like to submit anything remotely funny to the podcast, just please, please do it. Um, you can get uh, in touch with us here. I haven't got an email address yet. Guys at gmail.com. <laughs> That's not, it's not that. No, that's not no. What it is. You're gonna. I mean, you'll get a response from that, but <laughs> I'm not sure what it's gonna be. Okay. Um, hey, we what? should do. Hey, that was a little <laughs> desperate sounding. Hey, hey, what? We should open up the encyclopedia of everything, Tim. Dust it down. Pass we it should. over then. Do we? Do we need to explain what it is? The encyclopedia of everything. It's been a while. We might. Okay. It seems unlikely we might have some new listeners. Well, what better time to uh, initiate them in the uh, the mechanics of the podcast, how it works, what we do here, what we're trying to do. I was sort of hoping you'd tell me what we're trying <laughs> so, to me look at you. We did clear this up me earlier. Me looking at you and nodding wasn't enough there, was it? No. Encyclopedia of Everything is uh, exactly what it says on the cover, on the big bright red... Bright red cover bright red of the, the book. I'm just going to blow some dust off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little tasty. Yeah. It's been a week or two since yeah, we've been, been in. It's been a week or two. Just a, a lovely sort of gold leaf there in a, in trebuchet, of course, on the cover. It says the Encyclopedia of Everything. And so far, we have covered A, B, C, D. We did D twice, double D. Double D. And this week, we are going to tackle E, the commonest letter in the alphabet. That's right. Um, the letter E, we. Well, I think the letter E stands for extraterrestrials. I think it also stands for the early stuff. Yeah, that's right. And eggs. The omelette challenge. Oh, yeah. And also, Tim, magic E. You need me, I'm magic E. Magic, magic E. Magic, magic E, a strip, gets a stripe with me, a pip, makes a pipe with me, here, what you do with me, add magic, magic E, magic, magic E, words change around with me, when they are found with me, here, how they sound with me, I'm magic, magic E, magic, magic E, 
A pin makes a pine with me, twin becomes twine with me. Yeah, what do you do with me at Magic Magic E? Magic Magic E. Words change around with me when they are found with me. Hear how they sound with me. I'm Magic Magic E. Magic Magic E. Could really use a true neutral remix, that couldn't it? It certainly could. That must have happened in the in 1988 <laughs> or 1990 or something. So someone must have must have lopped yeah. that into bits, yeah, and stuck it on down the rave. A yeah. load of pie-eyed idiots <laughs> with one glove on and a glow stick going, "Oh my god, oh my god." Charlie says. Do you remember? Do you remember that at all? Uh, do you remember that? Vaguely, is that? Derek, Are you too old for that? Is that? Am I too young for that? You mean is that Derek? That Griffith? is Derek Griffiths. Is that Derek Griffiths? I thought it was Derek it Griffiths. Derek Griffiths. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. The incredible Derek Griffiths. Um, it's from the TV show Look and Read. Look and Read. No. No, I, I know him from Heads and Tails. Look and Read, though. Look and Read was that. It had like the word bug. That's well in it. I uh, think you're mistaking that for the classic extra post-hardcore band, uh, uh, Wordbug. We could play some of that at the end of the show. Big fans of them too. Absolutely right. Uh, yeah, look and read. It was uh, the late seventies, eighties educational horror show for schools. <laughs> um, in it, so it was, uh, they'd serialise things, and uh, week by week, you know, us uh, school kids. Well. You know, the school kids of the generation before me, uh, you'd be dumped in front of the TV so that a teacher could catch a few Zs. Um, while you'd watch these uniformly creepy BBC children's television workshop serials, almost exclusively about kids who lived on a barge. Yes, some vague sense of unease. Where are the parents? Yeah. Where are the adults? Everybody always... Someone's going to drown. Everybody in the or, 70s lived on a barge. Or throw a frisbee into a pylon. <laughs> yeah, there was absolute... It was the entire same cast of kids and no, parent-free kids who would get destroyed in public broadcast <laughs> things by either going off with a stranger or, or chucking your kite in a pylon. <laughs> manned the the world of look and read uh, films and uh, the uh, the ones i remember would would be there was kids on a barge always kids on a barge um there was one cake on the beach <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that is that a song yeah, a song, there's it? a sting going in there we'll leave that yeah i'll, I'll do that tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> Um, the ones I remember, there was some kids on a barge. There's always kids on a barge. And uh, they stumbled across a peregrine falcon <laughs> egg poaching a ring. Bar- a bark becomes a barge with me. <laughs> <laughs> they stole some peregrine falcon eggs. They didn't, but they found... Um, so they found someone They found a it. fat man oh, who wow. fell in a canal and a woman called... Cat Mary, if I recall, <laughs> with the egg poachers. Cat Mary. Cat Mary, yeah. That sort of thing happened quite a lot. There was, uh, I think there was a, a serial called Badger Girl. Yes, yeah, 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 I remember these. Uh, Dark Towers. Dark Towers. Uh, the Boy from Space, that's, Space that's Boy. It. That's the most terrifying adventure of all. 
uh, was the boy from space. Uh, it's now been given a enormous BFI two-disc Blu-ray uh, treatment, uh, which, Tim, I <laughs> have... Lost. Lost. <laughs> I have it here. I've got it here. Oh, I had it here. You I, believe me, though, right? <laughs> I, do, I do believe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what I'm going to do by showing it to you, I'm not entirely sure, because it's still in its uh, very much in its cling film. Okay. Because there's no way I'm watching that. <laughs> it's absolute, I've got it here. It would be distressing on so many levels because it would just bring back a load of childhood memories. I'm just worried. Um, that the adventure, wherein some kids who probably live on a barge, um, find a silver-haired, dead-eyed extraterrestrial space oh, yeah, boy yeah, yeah. called Peep Peep. And uh, they're subsequently uh, chased round a quarry <laughs> by what appears to be a weird hat-wearing space paedophile for the next ten weeks. <laughs> um, I'm just worried that that's going to be exactly as harrowing as I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Which so. is uh, entirely harrowing. Yeah. The, um, the show itself was... Uh, I suppose they they tried to uh, leaven it a bit, yeah, um, by having some fun songs, like by uh, Derek Griffiths, yeah, usually about proper apostrophe usage. Yes, yeah, 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 grammar, very very important. Um, and the hilarious uh, and the hilarious antics of uh, the show's hosts, uh, Wordy, Wordy. He was the word bug. He, he wasn't a word word, but he was. Was the, he not? That was what uh, he was called. Was wasn't wordy, it? wordy the word watcher? I mean, he, okay, and he was kind of like much like a wrestler. Yeah, he was like oh. dusty bin. He was sort of, a bit sort like, of orange. He was sort of yeah. He was a bright orange. He was not computer generated. No, he was operated by a man wearing entirely black. He was real. He was real, obviously. <laughs> it was real. Yep, he was real. He just he was a real anthropomorphic bright orange sort of glob thing <laughs> who lived in a typewriter. Yep. And he lived with his definitely single male companion, Colin. Colin? Yeah, sometimes also called Cosmo, if they were doing a space one. Okay. And occasionally referred to as Tim. <laughs> and they lived together on a pretend space station. In many regards... They run a pretty similar shop to us. <laughs> there's a An orange. there's a bright orange, pedantic, <laughs> chatty camp one. Yeah, and then the other guy. <laughs> they live on a pretend spaceship. It's like a Charlie Kaufman film, isn't it? It's yeah. like some sort of uh, yeah. Let's not talk about. The enormous meltdown I had watching Anomalisa last oh, week. Oh, <laughs> I don't want I need to see that. Oh, no, no, honestly. No. Yeah, don't. We'll, we'll talk about that another day. Instead, let's hear this a little bit of foot. Well, better get on. Ah. Oh. Ah. Who are you? Where did you spring from? I'm Mr. Watchword, the word watcher. Wordy for short. And I live in your typewriter. And I've been keeping a close eye, a word watcher's eye, <laughs> on all the words you've been using in your story. Take a look at this one. Go on, read it. Tim. Now take a closer look at this word. See that letter in the middle? In Tim, it makes the sound E. I know. I'm off to hunt for more words with that it sound. 
the sound you hear in Kim. What was the purpose of that? <laughs> he found it. As if we need to pad it out anymore. I'm, I'm not padding anything out. The purpose of that, Tim, is to point out that we're largely redundant here because it already happened. <laughs> <laughs> Wordy the word watcher <laughs> has already been out there and <laughs> with his mate Tim eh, 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 <laughs> uses the same bloody sound effects we do. Completely pointless. If they ain't broke. Early stuff. A wise man once sang I preferred the early stuff when everything was good enough when passion could still cover up the fact that we just made it up. I wonder whatever happened to that guy. Of course, just like the film E.T., the weirdly unsuccessful I prefer the early stuff is actually about a divorce, but the point still stands. What human with ears and a heart doesn't prefer the early stuff? By the time the dullards at your school or office have caught up with the weirdos, it's probably time to get a new favourite band. But that's more than just a hopeless hipster brag. It's simple common sense. First albums or first films, books or plays, or to a lesser extent mixed-media art installations or attempts at pottery, are the product of a whole lifetime up to that point. The desire, the hopes, the dreams, the fears, the everything from the day of your birth to art number one. That's a lot of stuff. And yeah, it might well splodge out in a giddy, mucky rush of ideas and exuberance. It likely won't be perfect. But the joy, the release, the promise, that's unrepeatable. Do you remember the first time? We did that the other week, didn't we? Your early stuff is unencumbered by commercial concerns, crushing self-awareness or bass players who really want to sing a song. It's more than a career trajectory. It's more than a career trajectory. It's a rocket taking off. Will it fly? Will it explode? Will it bring us back something exciting from another planet? Who knows? Stick around to find out. Later work will always be a response to that first big bang. Sure, the artist might learn a few lessons, hone their skills, pick up some tricks... Eradicate some mistakes, maybe. There'll be much for us to admire, appreciate and scratch our literal and metaphorical beards over. But for sheer gusto and joie de vivre, yeah, you'll never get that back. Sometimes those mistakes are the best bit. The new Star Wars, is that going to be as good as Star Wars? I doubt it. From this point in, I'm only listening to cassette copies of band's first practices. Everything after that's artistically invalid. Tarnished, spoilt, commercially motivated acts of career preservation. Worthless milestones on the sorry trudge to death. When I go to the gallery for a career-spanning retrospective, you'll find me in the first room. I'll laugh at you for the time you're about to waste, the money you're going to spend in the shop. From now on, I only read the first chapter of books. Scratch that, just the front page. Actually, just the bit on the front that says, yeah, this is good, you should probably buy it. Films? No, thanks. Just show me the storyboards. Add a push, maybe the trailers. I wonder, will anybody look back on these first few episodes of the Encyclopedia of Everything, call it our prime period? Me? I hated everything after D. Anyway... Here in the Internet Space Station, uh, we're swimming in early stuff. Some of that juvenilia is uh, practically Jurassic. Um, I've got a world of songs and things I could bring you, Tim, but um, I wanted to go for the earliest of the early stuff. And I found this. 
just for the benefit of the listener, he's now rummaging in a, a pile behind him. He's uh, brought out a picture of Daly Thompson for me to take home yeah, this I time. There's <laughs> a clip frame waiting for you, my friend. Yeah, uh, he's still rummaging. Into the archives once more. What's he what's he gonna pull out? You'd have thought he'd have prepared this. He's going under the desk now. There's some jeopardy here. There is some jeopardy there because there's a lot of cables, a lot of technology. See the oxygen supply for the internet space station. Some uh, globules of toothpaste just floating past. Here we go. No. No we don't. <laughs> Diving into a carrier bag. <laughs> Removing a screen print that I gave him. It's clip frame waiting for that. Well cared for. <laughs> a pin becomes a pine with me. Tap becomes a tape with me. How about Tim is wasting time with me? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people would feel that. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, so. I mean, I've got so much early stuff that uh, that we can play, and I'm sure in the next 700 weeks of Wolfmania the podcast, the in your ears version of Wolfmania the website www.wolfmania.org I'm sure I'll play all of it but um, I wanted to find you the what I think what I think is the earliest of the early stuff Tim and I'm going to hand this across to you now Okay. very carefully slightly nervous Uh, yeah Um, here we go see what you've got, there you go, you're very welcome he's uh, passed me a school exercise book uh green green cover uh there's a little name at the top it says andrew dot w wolfman yeah andrew wolfman my 28 my own news yeah little, <laughs> little magazine i've been putting together and the cover of the magazine features uh a 007 logo <laughs> and uh the slightly depressing <laughs> <laughs> subtitle 1980, the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> seemed, to... <laughs> yeah seemed to... You know, if I saw that, you know, on a newsagent's shelf... <laughs> <laughs> You'd be interested, right? I'd be, I'd be curious. <laughs> I can't... I'm not sure whether or not that was, a, was some kind of pitch I was trying to, trying to make, <laughs> or whether or not I actually thought that come 1980, we were in real trouble... <laughs> But uh, you also noticed this is uh, issue nine this of is the magazine mine, My Own News. But, it, takes, um, it takes us into uh, September. I start at the beginning. I think there might be... Uh, yeah, you've, you've, you've earmarked a page for me, but I feel it, was not, be, not sure. it wouldn't be right of me to, uh, to skip some of this stuff. There are some, some colour illustrations, one which yeah. uh, looks like a harrowing five-car pile-up, uh, but I believe is... 
It is a five-car pile-up. <laughs> I actually thought it was about your trip to Stonehenge one weekend. But oh, what, that big, that? The, black stuff in the, mid, the black stuff in the middle is just a horrid accident. What, what's happening there? On Sunday, I had a new bed. And we could hardly get it in the car. That's all right, because uh, later on that day, you watched a film. It was great. Yeah. They nearly smashed the glass. The last car smashed the glass. <laughs> that is like lyrics. <laughs> they nearly smashed the glass. The last car smashed the glass. Oh, I messed it up. <laughs> the last car smashed the glass. <laughs> that was a bit Dropkick Murphy's when I did it. <laughs> yeah. It was more Shellac when Yeah, we were thinking it. of different acts. <laughs> Interesting interpretations of the same. Oh, I think I did boss tones, didn't I? Uh, the last car smashed the glass. <laughs> <laughs> On, Saturday, <laughs> On Saturday, me and Duncan and his brother Philip yeah. went to Kinveredge. And oh. Duncan went the furthest. And then I came... <laughs> And, come on. and we went we, oh, come on and we went to the church it was a different time to, we went to the church to put the harvest gifts for the harvest festival then we came back <laughs> my box was very heavy <laughs> <laughs> and there's an illustration at the top of what looks to be uh, some martial arts happening on the steps of the church and then somebody dying, and then... That's Kinver Edge. Okay. That's a long jump competition at Kinver Edge. <laughs> Why? Right, okay. <laughs> uh, and then there's, I believe this is you, dressed yeah. in sort of some sort of red suit. So i got a red track suit. A red track suit, and you're winning. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. <laughs> Clearly. And you are presenting a box with some goods in it to a crucifix, <laughs> quite proudly. Yeah. It's, there's something really unsettling about your illustrations. It's all a bit powerful, in a horror film when they say, you've been doing drawings, and then they show them the drawings, and they're just the most horrific things ever, and the poor kid's a bit disturbed. It's a bit like that. Yeah, it's, uh, they are reminiscent of the work of uh, Eleven from Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. uh, but with more Smurfs in. Again, it's this yeah, that that one's no. What, what's happening here? This one's perked up a little bit. It's a bit more Keith Haring. The, uh, <laughs> are you writing about the AIDS epidemic here? <laughs> Yesterday, Duncan came to my house, and we played show jumping, and I kept falling <laughs> over, and we licked Concord. <laughs> what is that? What? <laughs> <laughs> I kept falling over, and we went like Concord. We went like Concord. And we went like Concord. We went like Concord! <laughs> that sounds like a... Yeah, that, that'd be, right, these are great lyrics. This, this is a, there's a record right here. Don't you came to my house! And we went like Concord! Sing along number that Out one. next week on Grave Tapes. <laughs> Duncan... let's, get, let's get through the Duncan years. It's terrible. <laughs> I quite like Duncan years. Duncan came to my house and we put it. instruments in each room. And Philip made me angry because he kept on placing them. 
and I nearly hit him. <laughs> Jesus, this is swearing, sorry. Violence, violence. And your teacher has commented, interesting. <laughs> this was around just before your birthday, so maybe you were a bit excited. October. For, by placing the October. instruments in different rooms. Yeah. And he kept placing them. Yeah. He, it's very specific. But not right, so I tried to hit him. Yeah, he placed him, and yeah. I, I nearly hit him. You didn't resort ever, to hitting him. No, I wouldn't. You just harboured some, some resentment. Incredible resentment some, that some resentment would bubble too. up 40 years later. <laughs> okay. Oh, this looks good. Here we go. It is, it is, it is now your birthday. There is a, oh. sort of a comic strip happening. I can see some kids hanging out by a tree. One of the kids is in the tree. Yeah. One of the kids is holding a firearm by the looks of it <laughs> and has executed the other child. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, yeah. there would appear to be a, a happy television scene, yeah. which is, again, oh, quite no. chilling. Blood red walls and a ghost outside the window. Uh, yeah, that was pretty special. Is um, this going to be upsetting this... to read? I don't want to upset anybody genuinely here. No, this one's all right. Okay. What's happened here? On my birthday last year, oh, yeah. on, on my birthday, it was my Smurfs Smurf Day party, and Duncan came. <laughs> Andrew came to <laughs> swearing, and I had some superhero cars. And then, in a dramatic time shift, we flash back to last year at Halloween. I was watching Nationwide and a ghost came and stuck its thumbs up at me. <laughs> you see, <laughs> if you've been watching something else, but you were watching Nationwide <laughs> and, the, and the ghost came and stuck its thumbs up at you. And that's in the illustration. The ghost is very friendly. So, there's mileage in this. That definitely happened. Definitely happened. It definitely happened. Wow. For me to uh, <laughs> G for ghosts in a couple of weeks' time, we can revisit this. We've wasted it now. Turn the page. You've gone. You've skipped from Keith Herring to L.S. Lowry in your illustration style here, with some sort of a turn of the century industrial yeah. scene. Yep. <laughs> On the 5th of November, Guy Fawkes tried to blow up Parliament, but there was one snag. <laughs> I didn't write it at the time. But there was one <laughs> snag. <laughs> Some of their friends were going, but... I, don't know, I cannot read that. Of them told their friends, except one man who sent a letter to his granddad, so he should... The king... And the no- this makes no sense. This is like stream of consciousness. Jack Kerouac. The troops to search for funny looking things. And in the end, they, page turn, tortured him. <laughs> You've neglected to illustrate that. And that that's just a, a whole page on its own. It just says tortured him. Yeah, the, I spelt it And the illustration that. area is uh, empty. I think that's more powerful for I that. I think it says torpedoed as well. <laughs> he torpedoed him. <laughs> torpedoed him. Yeah. 12th of November, I went to the jumble sale and I played football with David Barton. Oof. When I scored one goal, the final score was 7-0 to my team. Winning. Always winning. And the picture is of uh, the goalkeeper standing on the roof of the net 
presumably so terrified, terrified by your, by your, my goal prowess by your uh, and you're celebrating the goal despite the fact it doesn't look like the ball's gone in the net yet <laughs> <laughs> but everyone behind you is so confident that you're going to score that they're about to embrace each other it really is quite a scene and uh, that was 7-0 the icing, seven, on, seven the icing nil. on the cherry on the cake glad I overlooked it was the weekend I was watching the telly and there was a long film about the RAC rally <laughs> and there was a bit where a car went through some mucky water <laughs> an eventful weekend by the sounds of it and you've illustrated this moment beautifully you've actually done the the, uh, the advertising hoardings Very as well important. Uh, do you want to hazard a guess at who might be sponsoring the RAC rally? I'm guessing it would be uh, Andrew's Heat for Hire. <laughs> well, Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> Hoover appeared to be uh, sponsoring it. And also Martini. <laughs> Still two of my major uh, concerns. Yeah, two brands I'm right behind. Favourite brands, yeah. Rotate. If we could get advertising from Hoover and Martini. Yeah, I'd be honestly happy. Dungeon Master Dave would be out on his ear with uh, his play canvas new game, uh, Master Archer. Master Archer. Master Archer. Master Archer. Master Archer. Who would, be the, who would you get on the advert for Master Archer? Me. Okay, if you, if you had to have a celebrity, a proper celebrity, um, who, who would do it? Alexander Armstrong. I would have. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> who played Robin Hood? Sean Connery's son. Um, yeah, oh, what's his name? Jason Connery. Jason Connery, very Jason good. Jason Connery would be who I'd have. Because <laughs> he played Robin Hood. Yeah. So, I'd or have, uh, Phil the Power Taylor. Costner. Yeah. Yeah, he'd do it, wouldn't he? One of those... Uh, like like Schwarzenegger's in that advert for like uh, some mobile Me- phone meerkats or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't think that English telly is ever going to be seen anywhere else. So it's okay to pop over. You appear to have illustrated a scene from David Lynch's Eraserhead <laughs> for Monday, the twenty sixth of November. It was with, out about that time. <laughs> yeah, with a couple in a kitchen about to carve. I'm not going to. I'm going to read this in a minute. I'm going to interpret the image first. Okay. There appears to be uh, somebody's head on the table. Mm. And uh, a man reaching out and smiling. Um, this is a policeman. <laughs> I thought that was like He's, Sunday lunch or something. He is making an identikit. <laughs> he is making a face of a crook. I'm sending off for a double agent's one. <laughs> Good. Wow. Uh, we still haven't got to the actual page you've earmarked. I was watching Top of the Pops. And there was a song that went, there was a bunch of sheep, but they all ran away when I cried, mint sauce. <laughs> and you, there's a picture of you watching this, this strange song, which I've no idea what song that is. And you're on your sofa and you've got an R2-D2 on your sofa. Yeah, I, I would have, yeah. And you've got a Smurf on your sofa. Yep. And you are convulsing with laughter and you're saying, ha, ha, ha. It's so funny. Because I'm being mean about Top of the Pops. Me, Duncan and Philip oh, yeah. went to the market and we were at the sports store. Philip, me and Duncan made her and she <laughs> made her mad and she nearly threw a dart at us. Huh. And your teacher has just put, 
Why? <laughs> Quite concerned. <laughs> I just imagine that uh, your parents were called in long before that episode, though. <laughs> a different time. The 70s. Adventure Mondays, 1980. <laughs> the illustration of a lady hurling a dart. Some children. That's some children. <laughs> Me, Duncan and Philip went to the pictures. We went to see Bedknobs and Broomsticks. It was great. You know, you know by the way, that there, there was never a Duncan or a Philip, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> got to, got yeah. to go in the dark after this. Yeah. <laughs> ghost, will, ghost will give you a thumbs up. Oh, as, long as, that, as long as I get the thumbs up. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. It was great. I like the football match and the rattle. And Monday, the 14th of January, uh, thirty. Seven years ago, almost to the day of this being recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <coughs> Monday, yeah. the fourteenth of January. Yeah, it was very frosty today. There it were was several. Very frosty. Today. There were several degrees of frost. At nine thirty, the temperature was minus four degrees. It is slippery underfoot. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Ernest Shackleton's <laughs> diaries. It's a cautious boy. <laughs> At eleven fifty, it was minus one. Informative. Yeah. Just fact. <clears throat> On Wednesday, Ben, not real, not real, <laughs> came to my house. Ben made me mad. Ben kept on hitting me. Oh. So we had a fight. Oh. Shall you, and your teacher has said, shall you ask him again? And you have written, or someone's written underneath, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's, there's so much action seemingly going on. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. There's, there's people, there's darts, fights, there's... On Sunday night, I watched Spirit of Asia. Of <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like an excellent BBC Two documentary. And dressed up as a witch. What? A man dressed up as a witch, <laughs> and he did a dance. My Smurf was scared, so he jumped out of my hands. Yeah. yeah. Remember that one? No. That happened. <laughs> seems, I, don't know, I, uh, I do like the picture of the uh, the. Um, Friday the 1st. Of, of the Spirit of Asia. The Spirit of Asia. That's, yeah, there's a wonderful illustration again of a know, slightly racist... That looks like kabuki theatre to me. There's some kabuki theatre going on there. It's been and well some... interpreted by... It seems that in the past, <laughs> I mainly dressed in some kind of red yeah. <laughs> uh, Beastie Boys Run DMC <laughs> style tracksuit. Some sort of Guantanamo. And spent most of my time brawling with imaginary <laughs> children imaginary children and just hanging out with smurfs um, and also you know occasionally having harrowing moments that are probably best put down to I don't know <laughs> trauma or <laughs> you've really gone for Duncan here on oh, Friday yeah. the 1st of February uh, you say that uh, fictional you went, you went to Duncan's house oh yeah and we went mad <laughs> we were running around and jumping on each other and the illustration has you clearly you in, in your red now traditional red tracksuit yep. uh, lying on the floor Duncan is leaping in the air wearing a yellow tracksuit with yep. girl written on the back and, and he is saying I am Duncan my name is Thick Thick <laughs> Satire and then there's a curious Dark, thin character. That's Philip. Is that Philip? Okay. Probably. <laughs> the imaginary uh, brothers. 
in the background and he is sort of dancing some kind of some kind of jig of merriment in yeah. the background and uh he is saying i am wonder woman <laughs> he's actually saying i am wonder women if your teacher hasn't corrected that um okay last night i was sitting in the car and i felt strange and then i looked up and i thought i saw a ufo and your teacher has said, you must investigate. Please tell the class about this, Andrew. Not so sure that's a great idea. And uh, there you are in the car and you're looking up at the UFO and you are saying, Blimby. <laughs> Which I can only assume is some kind of extra, tra- having just seen the film Arrival. <laughs> It's the same as some sort of alien language. I'm not sure. Blimby. <laughs> Extraterrestrials. A wise man once sang. They launched a probe to tell us something we should know. We're not alone. I wonder what ever happened to that guy. Look, let's be clear about this. Aliens are obviously real, and they've almost certainly been walking, crawling, or just wafting among us like some weird number gas for an awfully long time. We just didn't really notice until the late 1980s when the hard-hitting documentary series ALF blew the lid off the whole thing. We don't want to be that podcast, but by the mid-90s, and thanks largely to the undercover work of Agents Anderson and Duchovny, we all knew for a fact that in 1947, having traversed Countless galaxies in technology so far advanced of our own that it would break our tiny brains just to imagine. Extraterrestrials, you know, miscalculated the last ten yards of the trip and totally stacked the landing into a nondescript bit of New Mexico. Surprisingly, near a top-secret military installation called Level 42. Their weather balloon-looking spaceship was a total write-off. Oh yeah, and we also learnt that the royal family are lizard monsters. Not even being sarcastic about that bit. That's just facts. So, turns out 1979 was the first time I was abducted, was it? it <laughs> according, according to... Uh, it would uh, appear so. It uh, would appear so. We could probably put a date on it as well. Uh, could you? That would be interesting. Was it a ghost during Nationwide, giving it either thumbs up? don't know was it an owl sitting on the edge of my bed just tweeting and then mysteriously disappearing was it that you'd had too much fizzy pop (laughs) too much corona yeah not not the not the mexican uh, beer can after can of quattro (laughs) don't think they had quite i don't think they had cans of quattro 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 cans quattro had not been released at that point yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not sure. I do. Ah, do I? Oh, this could be when the this could be the moment where the series turns. When after months of just nonsense talk, we turn around and I explain that the whole thing is actually about alien abduction. <laughs> there's no Duncan. There's no Philip. There's no Jason. There's no Robert. What was the name of that footballer from West Brom who allegedly played football with me and we won 7-1? Joey Barton. <laughs> Dave Barton. Barton Peter Fink. Barnes. Peter he, didn't, he didn't. None of that existed. None of it happened at all. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Three times in my life, for a little bit, I maintained 
that I had been abducted by aliens. Let's run through those times. Let's not. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking, I've come this far, and I thought that this would be the time that maybe we should do that. You know what? Let's not. (laughs) Let's really not. Um, Because it hasn't quite worked out how I thought it was going to pan out, (laughs) reading through that book. I thought it was going to be a lot of fun. Isn't he silly? Oh, it's sort of the same now, isn't it? The same concerns and that. No. It's really, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. One thinks ghosts are real. <laughs> Two <laughs> thinks he was abducted by aliens. Three, all friends imaginary. <laughs> Four, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. I'm, I'm, it's I do know what it is, Tim. Sleep paralysis. That's what I'm saying. It is. <laughs> I'm hoping it's sleep paralysis, which is. Have you ever had that? No, no, I don't, oh, I don't think I have. I don't really know what it is. Perhaps you can uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's that, light. It's that weird thing. Where, when you're in sort of deep REM sleep, um, which is not like sleeping and hoping to be in REM, which I did do for a little bit in so the late when, 80s. Is that when you wake up and there's, I'm not doing that. I was going to do a terrible joke <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. about a sidewinder, but I'm not doing no, that. No, it's when you wake up and, and that's you in the corner. Okay. That's, <laughs> no, that's no better. Uh, sleep paralysis, it's, it's just... Um, when you're in deep REM sleep, um, your muscles and everything is locked down, essentially, so that you can't act out your dreams or Shut whatever. Shut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're in deep sceptre mode. Yeah, okay. Muscles in the body are shut down. <laughs> so you can't do whatever it was you were dreaming about just now, which um, uh, would be interesting. Actually, and it's going to get me in so much trouble uh, if that was acted out. Um, as of last night's one, that's what I... <laughs> Almost thought of phoning up and making a couple of apologies. Actually, okay. um, doesn't matter. Anyway, and in in this, this taking a turn, hasn't it? This week, this, taken a turn. this is this is proper. This goes down as like it's like on those ones where Marin does it, and one of someone starts crying, and it's like a classic episode. It's like they've oh, gone deep, man, gone deep. Well, I think we've made some kind of a connection. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't bother to listen to your records or read your book or watch any of your films, <laughs> but I'd like to make a human connection. Oh, so you grew up in Nantucket, did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, my gran used to have a shop there. There was old guys that used to sit there in the shop. <laughs> Sleep paralysis, when your brain wakes up and your eyes open and you do, and you can see and you okay, can think, you're still but you're still asleep. stuck there. Okay. And yeah, and that's what I always put it down to. But okay. having read back through some of the early source files, <laughs> yeah. the case studies of case patients. studies, the uh, um, the dossier, <laughs> the my own news dossier. Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned now. I mean, um, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think I've ever been abducted by aliens. In fact. I don't think I've ever seen anything that I've thought could have been a UFO. Uh, I think there's enough variation in the natural yes. world to believe that maybe things from other places have come here and they're already here and we know about them, but we're just like octopuses and squids. Exactly. I had every intention, Tim, of coming here this evening and telling you that I put it all down to a misinterpretation of a celestial or aerial object geomagnetic phenomena an illusion or hallucination probably stress 
drugs, sensory deprivation, lack of sleep, dreams, trance states, or just general psychological trauma. Instead. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Wolfmania is coming back after a 20 second break in the podcast. A quick cup of tea and a flapjack. You'll burn a hole in your pocket like a cash bag. With a beat that I found on my iPod. Gonna drop it like a hot pot noodle in your laptop. Make a sticky mess you can't wipe off. Got the IT guy saying, oh my gosh. Eggs. Three wise men once sang, the egg, a symbol of life. They later added, we all dressed in black, we snuck up around the back, we began to attack, the eggs did crack on Hayes's back. I wonder what ever happened to those guys. The humble egg was an important symbol of promise, fertility and regeneration to ancients around the globe. In Scandinavia, a clay egg in your tomb would ensure life after death. In Egypt, the winged egg floating above a mummy would carry the soul to another birth. The Chinese believed that the first archetypal man sprang from an egg, dropped by a bloody great bird. Symbolically, your egg is an extra life. The egg is the comeback kid. Alchemists spoke of the philosophical egg, combining all the elements of life, the container of thought and matter, while the Greeks thought of it as the sevenfold vault of space, a symbol originally compounded in the dual septenary planes of the cosmic egg of Hindu tradition. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever been more out of breath than the end of that. <laughs> a symbol originally compounded in the dual septenary planes of the cosmic egg of Hindu tradition. Write it like you meant to say it, honestly. The egg is also important to podcasts where stilted sort of half men, half boys who think they were alien abducted and had imaginary friends called Philip and Duncan <laughs> sit there and decide which is the best kind of egg style of cooking. Like, best to worst, Tim. Egg let's, battle. Let's, let's, <laughs> egg battle. <laughs> Top five, number uh, No thinking. And I'm, I'm going to do uh, gold, silver, bronze. <laughs> so I'm going to go okay. br- bronze. In bronze, I'm going to go poached. Yeah. In silver, I'm going to go fried. Uh-huh. Sunny, sunny side, flipped over. Uh-huh. Whatever that is, both sides, over easy. That's we Eggs should know. Over this. easy, yeah. And uh, in the gold medal position, it's got to be scrambled. This is what people want from podcasting. Yeah. Not that sort of bit reluctant <laughs> to talk about it. Yeah. Slight... Therapy nonsense. Therapy no, nonsense. No, no. I thought people did... What I was going for was a sort of cross between therapy speak and talking about crisps. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what... That's the sweet spot Yeah, right. for there. podcasts right there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I think we've, it's too messy. You're both crying and bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm snacking and I'm upset. <laughs> But you're wrong anyway, Tim. Okay. What's Top your... five. Five. Best to worst. Hit One. Me. Best to worst. Oh, no. Worst to best. Worst to best. Okay. In five. Easter. <laughs> yep. In four. Soft boiled. All right. Bit runny. Soldiers. Come on. Saturday tea time, 1980. In three fried. 
in two, scrambled. In one, poached. Poached. You got poaching technique? Uh, whirlwind method. Whirlwind method. A little bit of drop of vinegar. Really? Whirlwind. You yeah. do all of that? Okay. No, I never cook poached. That's the. That's why they're the best ones, because it always goes so horrifically wrong. The only time I'm ever going to have it is if I'm in... I was about to say, if I'm in some swanky hotel, <laughs> which could be a travel lodge. <laughs> I've never seen you order poached eggs in the Hotel Boa Vista, Porto. They don't do it. Okay. They don't okay. do it. You, you can't order anything in the Hotel Boa Vista. You get what you're given. Why would you want to when you've got powdered egg, which is number six, presumably, of the worst eggs. Powdered. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Glad we sorted that out. Yep. <laughs> Uh, eggs in culture, Tim. Eggs. Uh, top five eggs in culture for you. Uh, Chucky, Chucky egg. Yeah. Oh, the video game. Excellent. Yes. Uh, Humpty. <laughs> Humpty. Humpty hump. Humpty Dumpty the egg. Not Humpty hump the rapper. Uh, was he an egg? No. No. <laughs> so why would I choose him? <laughs> He's called Humpty. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, he did the Humpty dance. Uh, eggs. Uh, the the egg that. Number th- well, what are we on? Three? This is no particular order. Okay. I can't have favourites here. The egg that uh, uh, Mork comes out of <gasps> in Mork and Mindy. Oh, that's good. I love that egg. Was that egg Was that egg actually... A person. Orson. Was that actually Orson? Or- Mork- Orson takes on a human form in some series, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, and he looks a bit like Tom Poston or that's something. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple more fictional eggs. I don't know. I'm struggling, struggling now. I'm sure you've got some up your sleeve. Uh, Either that or you've been down the gym. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Number five. Yeah. The Poachers, the Fat Man and Cat Mary from the TV <laughs> serial Sky Hunters from Look and Read. So they were egg poachers. Callback egg poachers. Okay. Number four. Mr. Egg, this isn't in culture, really, this is in Birmingham. That's, is that the same? Very much so. Mr. Egg, the egg-based cafe, late-night egg-based cafe in Birmingham. Although not the new version, uh, which is less egg-based and more racist um, since it reopened. After the original one was closed down, uh, when the owner squirted undiluted vinegar in the eyes of 14 patrons. They had to Ooh. close it down because um, they were talking... Bad about his eggs. Um, number three. It wasn't just a poaching accident. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. I've gone for the whirlwind. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, no. it's in your eyes. Uh, number three. Egg from this life. Ah. Uh, Close personal friend of the podcast, of course. Yes, is he? Yeah. yeah. What, Andrew Lincoln? Andrew Lincoln, yeah. Eggy from this life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now. Uh, him off Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Close yeah. personal friend of the podcast. Yeah. We'll talk about it in uh, episode w- Z for zombies. We've got nothing for that. <laughs> got yeah. nothing. For, apart from that, we're going to be doing some Zumba classes. Yes. And we talk about loads for that. the nights out I've had with Andrew Lincoln. Egg from uh, uh, This Life, of course. Uh, number two, Eggman by the Beastie Boys. Indeed. For me, their finest hour. Yes, from their finest. And weirdly, record. written only ten years after uh, the My Own News issue nine that you read <laughs> earlier today. Wow! Only ten years. There are some between, strands between the two. Yeah, if you between those two, really drive by Eggings plaguing LA. 
number one, though, the egg at the start of the TV show, uh, Monkey. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know why that's number one. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Cat has an opinion. Thought had a contribution from the cat then. Uh, the one that we've missed out, of course, Tim. Oh, yeah. And whilst talking about uh, super friends of the podcast, your mate James Martin from the yes. Saturday Kitchen. Yes, the uh, the housewife's favourite, James yeah. Martin, squeezes himself into a pair of white jeans, struts around the studio kitchen, and usually at the end of uh, his show, Saturday Kitchen, yeah, rest in peace, <laughs> he would conduct an amusing contest between uh, a couple of his chefy guests. Yeah, well, we're, we're two expensive chefy guests. Um, just waste some food that's going in the bin. A little bit <laughs> tasteless, really, isn't it, in this day and age? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to eat ours, though, Tim. We're going to eat it. We, I mean, I think, you know what, this week I think we're eating it big style. Unless I was thinking about 72, 72 astonishing jingles, the likes of which the world has never heard. We are eating it big style. Um, and, <laughs> until we give the world audio omelette challenge right now. Boom. Boom. Um, Tim, have you ever made an omelette? <laughs> I have made an omelette. Uh, I have talked to my mum about omelette techniques this oh, week. Oh, what? Uh, and I have a few tips. Oh, yeah? I've got a few tricks up my sleeve. Are we going for time or just edibility? Well, I think uh, a little of both wouldn't go amiss. <laughs> <laughs> it is about five to one in the morning. Uh, what is the last train back to Trans Central for you? Uh, they, run, they run regularly or not at all in these Arctic conditions. Of of spring break. And spring break. Yeah, it's so hot the tracks have buckled and melted That's in the exactly heat. exactly what's happened. Yeah. And we're going to spring break some eggs because you can't make an omelette. Without breaking some eggs. I hope that's right because that's all I've really looked up. So... Uh, hi, dear listeners. Thanks uh, for sticking with us in this week's episode of Wolfmania, the podcast. An exciting thing has happened. We've left the lounge of the Internet Space Station and we've come into the kitchen. And there you go. That is an official kitchen sound. And uh, why we are here is because Tim is going to attempt to get himself on the Saturday kitchen Egg wall? Is it called the egg wall? It is now. Yeah, the egg wall. On the uh, on the egg totem in the corner of, <laughs> corner of the studio. Can't begin to tell you how tense he look, appears. I think he's nervous. We've got everything set up here for him. We've got a we've got a pan. We've got some eggs. Can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. He's got a bowl. I, I don't know what the world record time for this uh, free range eggs, of course, from Happy Chickens. We need a plate. Just you need a plate. plate. Okay, then we can do a plate for you. Because, uh, as, as, uh, as they do on Saturday Kitchen, in a minute I've got to deposit two raw rags <laughs> onto, that, onto that plate. Uh, so that I can prod it around <laughs> and then go, that's not quite right. Then we'll have a bit of a joke about how it's nearly cooked. Yeah, yeah. And then, Whilst Natalie and Bruglia looks on, <laughs> unamused. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, we we can definitely we can definitely manage that. I'm not sure what your prize is here, other than you know what's missing from that. What? What? 
about uh, if he was doing about a, a, a yard of butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a fridge. He would, he would. You're not going to do that. You're not going to. Uh, no, no, no. These are healthy eggs. Yeah, this is this is going to be a, a skinny omelet. This is going to be a scrambled eggs. Is what this is going to be. Okay, this is going to be fabulous radio. Is what this is going to be. So what we're doing now is we're waiting for the pan to reach optimum temperature before you uh, start the stopwatch. Oh, that's a good idea. The uh, process for that will be the stopwatch. <laughs> Has anybody got a stopwatch? Uh, Big pause. I think I think that's a, that's a no. Uh, I've probably got one on my phone. Yeah. Big pause. I've probably got one on here. Can you record and operate a stopwatch? I don't know. I can't make an omelet and time myself making an omelet. Can't make an omelet. Do you think? Do you think? I can do a stopwatch. Here we go. That's hot enough. Yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, just to bring you up to speed with where we are, Tim is checking the heat off, on the hob. <laughs> on the hob. He says not hot enough yet. I don't think it is hot enough. Listeners, um, <laughs> the tension is on there. Well. Honestly, he's really tense. He's, 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 he's pacing backwards and forwards on, uh, on the spot here. I've seen Tim make a five-minute pasta dish Have before you? now. Oh, yeah. Probably have. It took about three and a half hours. Did it? So I'm confident <laughs> that we'll get this over. Before summer holidays happen, here was spring, uh, this spring bake, spring break, spring egg break, spring, spring bake, spring, spring break. bake, spring bake, idea for TV show, spring bake, yeah, Cisco, cooks. Cisco, Fogel, Mary Berry, <laughs> oof, that's dream pre- team, that's pretty good, isn't it? Spring bake, spring bake, and you can do this thing with the egg that you're about to do. I'm just waiting. Has, for, what's the I'm, heat like? I'm waiting for a little bit more heat. More heat. Just because otherwise it's gonna it's not gonna be spectacular. You know you've only I mean you've only got it on four. Okay. okay, I'm gonna rug it up to five. I'm actually going right up to six because yeah, Big Pause does not like a hot wok. We want this to be great. Big Pause does not like a hot wok. Singed whiskers. Exactly. Um, and to bring you up to speed with what else is happening here in in uh, the. <laughs> Thursday kitchen. <laughs> I'm having a drink. The thirsty kitchen. In the thirsty, the thirsty Thursday kitchen. You're allowed on a Thursday. Usually record on a Monday night. That doesn't happen. Yeah, big pause it. looks looks thirsty. <laughs> There's some wine over there. Big pause. Put it in your milk. Put a little bit in your milk. Put a little bit of wine in your milk. A little bit of wine in your milk. Put a little bit of wine in your milk. <laughs> that is um, sounds like a reggae smash. Yeah. True neutral. True neutral, big hit. Okay, we're a little wine in your milk. Okay, starting. Don't do the voice. Starting to uh I've also got some uh, auxiliary uh, pizza here, just in case this doesn't come off. Um which I might have uh might just have a little, yep, little snag on now. Yeah. As if this episode wasn't long enough already. We're now <laughs> listening to me eating some pizza. <laughs> waiting Tim for, waiting warms for. his hand <laughs> over a pan. Okay. This does not happen on Saturday Kitchen. They have runners to do this, don't they? Yeah. Actually listening to the pan. Yeah. Which I believe is, is next level on the technique. Oh, really? Yeah, listen to You've, uh, Have you... Uh, You've maybe spoken to an expert about it. Spoken to my mother about it. And, uh, yeah. 
Uh, I'll not out the name of the of the family again, but um, I know she can. Uh, I know she can cook a little. She can cook a little. She can cook a Actually, little. That's not true. There's in no way can she cook a little. She can cook a lot. She does like to cook both in lot. quantity <laughs> yeah. and quality. She does like a, a big meal. Uh, as me and uh, my brother-in-law term it, the food anchor. <laughs> you can't go and do anything, you can't get up to no good if you're so laden down with food you can barely stay awake. <laughs> the food anchor. Right, I think, I think it's a I'm so bored now, I'm going to crack an egg. Listeners. Here we go. So bored. Okay, here we go, Tim. So, here we go. Okay, so I've got dropping science. I've got a bowl. It's got, got a, a bowl there. We've got a fork. Let's hear the fork. Let's hear an egg. Egg. You just whacked a fork off the microwave. There is an egg. We've got a pan. It is hot. <coughs> We've got big paws right behind you, so uh, don't worry about that. We're going for a world record time. Here we go. Tim is going to make a three egg omelet. Three. <laughs> yeah, I'd have thought so, right? Three. Okay, three. Okay. Three egg omelets. Starting now. He's whisking away. I didn't need to, didn't need to tell you that. No seasoning. In it goes into the pan. Sell the sizzle. The sizzle's going sorry, on. He's sorry, scraping sorry. inwards. He's ruining the brand new pan. <laughs> I need to yeah, always get me another device to get it out with. It's got a wooden spoon, he goes moving to the wooden spoon. He's paddling away in what appears to be a big yellow sea of uncooked egg. <laughs> moving quickly here. Oh, there's a little fold is going on here. It's too, too early for the fold. <laughs> it's too early for the fold. It was too I felt a little ill. No, no, don't, don't give up though, it's still going. I'm still kicking it, I'm done now. I'm done. That's it. I just got to wait for it to be done. Hang on. We don't want to eat a raw one, do we? We've got to taste it. Here we go, right. Not normally. Uh... Just got to wait for that to become less, less liquid. You've got to cook it a bit. <laughs> Am I ruining the time? I'm ticking down. One minute 30, one minute 40. <laughs> Keep you up to date with that. <laughs> It doesn't look too bad. I think that might be done. Done! Delivers it to the plate. 12861. <laughs> that looks alright. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. That looks alright, you know. <laughs> I mean it smells pretty special. <laughs> I mean gotta just take a little picture of uh, share that with you on the uh, on the Twitter feed. Okay. Um, and let's try uh, let's try the human feed. Don't use that fork. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Here we go. Let's take that away from the heat. So there's one for you, Tim. Okay. Uh, let me take that one for you, big pause. Uh, I'm going to test this on you. Because, uh, <coughs> you know, you can check it with the cap first, right? Okay, big pause. Maybe first. Don't forget to round the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Crispy a bit. Sensible. Sensible. It's totally. It's a shrug of the shoulders. It's, uh, it's alright. Through this liquid centre. <laughs> it's thermonuclearly hot liquid centre. I think that's alright. Mm. You know what, Tim? Meow. Do you want to try some? 
Not really, no. Um, come then, gotta try something. Oh, all right. If I must. Here we go. Oh, this is just here. Great radio. There you go. That's great. That's all right, isn't it? Even that bit in there, you think that's going to be horrible in there, but that's not what yeah. Look at that. It's just a little bit runny. Let's uh, go for a bit of that. More haste, less speed. Mm. Makes a great omelette. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well done, Tim. Cheers. Welcome back to uh, Wolf Mania, the podcast. We are back in from the kitchen, uh, back here in the Internet Space Station. Very very sleepy, having eaten a couple of delicious omelettes. Having dropped the food anchor. Dropped the food anchor, yeah. No, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) Having ingested the food anchor. You know what? That uh, that went uh, much better than I was expecting, your your omelette cooking. Thanks. It went better than I thought. I think it's a lot lot of it's down to the pan. It's yep. nice, nice to use a nice, nice non-stick pan and uh, you know get it screaming hot, get it in there, get it out. Yeah, it was a good omelette yeah. and bad radio. Yep. <laughs> and for that, we can only apologise, listeners. We benefited from the uh, good omelette. You had to take away the really terrible radio. But you know that's why you're with us here at uh, Wolfmania the podcast, the in your ears version of Wolfmania the website www.wolfmania.org. Uh, thank you for being with us this week. Uh, it's been a very, another very, very special episode. But let me tell you, not as special as next week's. No. When we deal with the letter F. For now, I'm Andrew. I'm Tim. Thanks for being here. Love you. Bye. Good evening, citizens of Earth. Citizens of Earth origin or any other planet in the solar system. This is Dr. Harold Lippincott, your space diary commentator. Tonight on your telescreen, we will see and hear firsthand one of man's most momentous space adventures. A boy and girl will go to the moon.
We hope all young people throughout the solar system will join us in celebration of this great day in outer space. (laughs) 